Green Team Academy Podcast, Episode 24, Colorado Climate, Jobs, and Justice Summit, an interview with Julia Williams of 350 Colorado. If you're ready to become an eco-leader in your community, then you're in the right place. I'm Joan Gregerson, and I work to help teams make a big impact fast. Don't forget to head over to greenteamacademy.com to get your very own Green Team Essentials. I put these together for you because this is exactly what I wished I had had when I was starting out. Join our fabulous community, download the free guide to 12 common but easily avoidable mistakes, and hop into our podcast discussion group. I can't wait to meet you there. And now, let's get started. Hey, Green Team, what's up? Welcome back. Today is a special interview with Julia Williams, who's the volunteer coordinator for 350.org. And I love doing this because I just last week got a recommendation from one of my listeners. So this is for you, Kat Haber, who asked me to talk more about climate marches and some of these big climate action events that we can be part of. Julia is going to be talking to us about the Colorado Summit, and this is an event that is one of more than 200 Rise for Climate, Jobs, and Justice events that is being organized on and around September 8, 2018, across the nation. Julia, how about starting by introducing yourself and tell me a little bit about how did you get involved in all of this? Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for having me and hello, Green Team. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of background information. I grew up in a small mountain town in Carbondale, Colorado. I've always had a a big passion for the environment and sustainability. Just growing up in a mountain town is very dependent on natural resources. All of my family has worked in the ski industry. You know, I've worked in the ski industry and becomes pretty apparent how dependent we are on natural resources and how changes can affect the whole world that you live in. I actually pursued a degree in environmental science and policy, worked out for some nonprofit in California for a while, and then moved back two years ago and started working for 350 Colorado. You know, I got involved with 350 Colorado and climate justice work in general because Out of all of the issues that I learned about during the time where I was studying and during the time where I was working on some other issues like water, climate change always circles back as the most massive, not only challenge that our generation and the world faces today, but the biggest opportunity for collaboration and finding paths forward. It just felt like an issue that couldn't be ignored and somewhere that I really wanted to put my time and energy. And so, um, I've been very fortunate to work for 350 Colorado as a volunteer coordinator for the last year and a half, going on two years. Terrific. Yeah. And I love that viewpoint that it's not only a big challenge, but also a big opportunity. What I wanted to ask you about is this summit that's coming up. It's, it's so exciting. And Even if you're listening to this after the September 8th, 2018, which is when the summit is happening, there are so many great things about the way this is designed that can be a model for all of us out there that are trying to figure out ways to get together. What drew me to this and the reason that we're talking about this today is that 
every time I've gone on a march, I've done the women's march and some of the climate marches here in Denver. And I am met with this personal, I'm just like exhilarated to be with everybody and out there. And at the same time, I'm, I'm full of anxiety <laughs> because we're making these demands that we're going to stand up and we're going to make this happen. And then my question in the back of my mind is always like, well, how? How are we even... I don't have everybody's contact info. <laughs> Who am I going to call after the march? Like, what is actually going to happen? Which is part of what I'm doing with the Green Team Academy, helping people get together to do this. But I just thought, uh, I think the other complaint of a lot of the marches is to just be really concise. A lot of people see it as maybe just white women out there saying, do this thing. And ignoring a lot of the efforts that have been going for a long time that maybe haven't been as visible or just different ways to approach the these challenges and these opportunities. Would you want to tell us a little bit about the Colorado Climate Jobs and Justice Summit? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the summit is happening this Saturday, the 8th in coordination with the Rise for Climate Jobs and Justice National and actually International Day of Action. There's over 200 events that are going to be happening. The summit is our Denver version of the Rise event. So like you kind of talked about, that effort is being led also by like a really unprecedented, diverse group of organizations, just really trying to unite the world and especially our nation around climate jobs and justice. And understanding that like the intersectionalities between the three um, different factors. So when we were thinking about what we wanted to do in coordination with this rise events, you know, similar to you, like so many marches last year, and you're right, there's this exhilarating and energizing part of being in a march, but sometimes you leave feeling like you wish there was something a little bit more tangible that came out of it or tangible, like for you to leave with um, kind of a call to action. And so we were kind of trying to do something a little bit beyond just a march. And that's where the idea of the summit came in. And uh, it's really exciting because the summit is actually just kind of a launch of ongoing efforts that are going to be happening for months from here on out and had kind of started before this. We're bringing together groups from all sorts of different sectors, from faith, from youth, green groups, labor, social justice groups, all together to define what a just transition would look like for Colorado, because it's just not as simple as we're just going to switch over to renewable energy, right? You know, we really have to think about the way that frontline communities are going to be impacted, the way that workers in the oil and gas industry are going to be impacted, as well as the various other industries that are going to be impacted by climate change. And so our work bringing leaders from each of these different sectors together to have hard conversations to really find out what would this realistically look like for Colorado and how can we make sure that we're not leaving people behind in the process? And so this summit really aims to kind of launch those efforts forward to show our commitment to working together collaboratively across these different sectors and then also help Coloradans understand how they can be a part of that process in the different aspects and ways to plug in to this idea around a just transition to a clean renewable energy economy in Colorado. The summit basically 
We're going to have a panel that features speakers from across the different groups that I talked about, talking about some of the struggles that they see, some of the areas where maybe compromise is difficult, like what are we doing? What are they doing to move forward? And then we'll have nine uh, workshops. And those vary, you know, a variety of different things from connecting dance to movement and resistance to what efforts around fracking are happening in Colorado to engaging elected officials and candidates in climate justice and deepening allyship across different sectors. So there's really a diverse set of workshops and opportunities for people to come and kind of learn about all of the different work that's going on and learn where commonalities exist and where we can strengthen our movement towards this just and equitable transition. And it's really exciting. It's a pretty unprecedented coalition of groups in Colorado. And especially with the midterm elections on the way, climate change and oil and gas issues just historically tend to be this very divisive in Colorado. And so I think a big part of our goal for this is to unite Colorado and say that it's not one or the other. We need to realistically think about both sides of the equation and find opportunities to move forward as a unified force. That is really cool. And yeah, right. I think that very there are very few climate events, for example, where you'll hear people concerned about the oil and gas workers. And yeah, we're all just trying to make better lives for our our families and our communities and in a lot of parts of Colorado, oil and gas have been a big part of the economy, have, yeah. have really fueled a lot of positive things. And we can't, we can't deny our history, right? And, and going back even further, you know, coal has been a huge part of Colorado and the developing economy and fossil fuels in general, the industrial revolution. And I don't think there's any denying that we would be where we are today without that. Um, but recognizing with the science that we know and, you know, the fate of our natural resources, our outdoor recreation industry, you know, several like summers of scorching fires in a row. Um, you know, it's, it's recognizing that it's, it's not one or the other. They don't necessarily need to be separate. Um, but, you know, trying to find a shared vision of climate policy that isn't just about getting us to 100% renewable energy. It's about protecting frontline workers, communities of color, and those directly impacted by climate change as well, and making sure that our policies are going to have positive impacts um, for them, uh, as well as, you know, for our environment and for our energy future. Right. And the other part that I really like that is part of this is that you have um, using dance and art and yeah, throughout history, when things have been difficult on a political level, that having music and art is a way to reach people on a deeper level and yeah. maybe equally as effective. And then the other thing that I notice in here is the, um, the immigration and um, the adaptation, migration, and justice piece of it. Um, so tell me a little bit about that part. Thinking about all of the different feedbacks that climate change has is just a massive thing to think about. Um, and, you know, especially in regards to immigration policy and stuff like that, you know, it's, 
like we said, you know, protecting frontline communities that are the most impacted by climate change. And, um, you know, the idea of climate refugees is something that is becoming a bigger and bigger idea, national security issue, all sorts of different things. And um, recognizing that that is a piece of the puzzle that's going to exist. And um, how can we be inclusive of those um, that may be fleeing, you know, from climate disaster areas, whether it's rising oceans, whether it's fires, whether it's um, hurricanes, you know, like making sure that, you know, our policy in Colorado is reflective and both inclusive and welcoming to people that, you know, may be fleeing from climate disaster. Um, and so, you know, I think it's just trying to think about the whole broad scope. And that's one of the things about climate change is that it is such a big issue with so many feedbacks and things that we don't even realize. Um, and so it, it can be difficult for people to wrap their heads around and create policy with, you know, everybody in mind. And that is why we need everybody at the table. And that is why we kind of really decided to go forward with this, um, this table and defining the just transition in the coalition. Because, you know, for me, I work for a climate change nonprofit. Um, it's sometimes you know, I'm not going to deny that I don't have the best idea of exactly how like labor, um, oil and gas workers are going to be affected or um, different frontline communities. And so when you bring those voices to the table and they can represent themselves um, and have a key stakeholder part in the decision making process, it makes the policy, the things that we're moving forward with so much stronger, more robust you kind of said toward the beginning is that this whole thing of climate change and the solutions and the opportunities, it is going to require levels of collaboration unlike anything we've ever had to do in the past. And that's actually the really exciting part to me. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, but the longer, every, every minute, every day that we wait to take action, wait to come together, wait to have these difficult, sometimes awkward conversations where we figure out where we can really compromise and come together. You know, every day we lose the potential opportunity to, you know, fight this earlier and win earlier and, um, you know, save thousands of lives and dollars. Um, yeah, exactly. Our, our opportunities are there, but they are being limited each each day each year that we postpone making these these decisions okay so julia where can people go to find out more information about the summit yes of course um the summit the best way to find information uh, is on our webpage. It's 350colorado.org. Um, and right at the very top of our homepage, you'll actually see there's a, a little banner advertising the summit um, and a click link to RSVP from there. It is at um, Manuel High School, which is at 1700 East 28th Avenue in Denver, Colorado. And check-in starts at 930 um, and will be going until about 1245. You can also find information about the event uh, on Facebook. It's just called the Colorado Climate Jobs and Justice Summit. It's both linked on our Facebook page, as well as for our other partner groups like the Colorado People's Alliance, Sierra Club, Defend Our Futures, Conservation Colorado, etc. So um, should be hopefully pretty easy to find. <laughs> awesome. That's terrific.
And so if you're, um, if you had one thing to offer to, to people that are trying to plan events like this in their own communities, what, what would be your takeaway that the advice you would like to offer? Yeah, definitely. I think um, for me, uh, working in this sector, the most important thing that you can do in trying to do, you know, coalition work like this is, you know, first of all, recognizing that it takes time. It's not something that's going to happen overnight or in a month. Um, and taking the time to develop those relationships and get feedback and just talk to the other groups, other um, other leaders in these other sectors as early on as possible is really so crucial to coalition building and relationship building. Um, and so, you know, I think recognizing just that it, it takes time and it takes difficult conversations. And um, so, you know, trying to do that as early on as possible and letting that happen as naturally as possible is, is what I would certainly recommend because when you're on a super tight time frame, it, you know, things feel forced and it's, you know, you want this to happen naturally. So that would be my biggest recommendation is think about the, the different areas of people that are potentially impacted or um, try and bring as many diverse voices to thinking about solutions to climate change as possible to the table and bring them to the table early on. That's awesome. And I think the, what I always think about is kind of going to the people that have the most power. And so like you having Joe Salazar speaking, but also the people that have the least power the yes. people that are struggling the most and in giving them all a voice and so that's what's so impressive about this lineup. So very excited for what all comes out of it. And uh, maybe we'll have a chance to follow up with you another time and hear what all's going on. And I was just going to say one, one other thing that I always think about is um, just trying to take yourself out of your own shoes and thinking of outside the box about how you play a part in any systems of, you know, potentially oppression or, you know, environmental justice or anything like that, that might contribute to these issues and recognizing that we all play a part in this puzzle. And that's why we all need to be at the table and be honest and not point fingers, but just try and move forward together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been terrific. And I will go ahead and put some of the links in the show notes. And good luck with the summit and nicely done as far as all the collaboration. And we'll be excited to hear what happens going forward. Great. Yeah, I hope to see some of you guys there. I'll be helping lead the engaging electeds in climate justice. Feel free to come up and say hello. Thanks so much, Julia. Oh, thanks. Okay, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you back here soon. You, my friend, are doing such important work. Caring about the planet and trying to figure out how to make an impact fast, you're exactly the kind of person that our world needs more of. To make sure that you're not wasting your precious time or energy, make sure you head over to greenteamacademy.com check out the expert trainings that are available, and get your green team essentials so you'll get the support you need. Thank you for everything you're doing, and I'll see you right back here next time on the Green Team Academy podcast. <laughs>